Welcome to the first episode of a very special mini-series of Grow, Cook, Inspire, which will go behind the scenes of some of the gardens and the charities which will take centre stage at this year's RHS Chelsea Flower Show, supported by Project Giving Back. Those of you who love gardening, flowers, plants and all things related to horticulture, then the Chelsea Flower Show is the unmissable highlight of the summer calendar. However, as well as being a hugely spectacular event on a global stage, and not to mention one of the hottest social tickets in town, many of the gardens which have been designed this year have a very important story to tell and also a crucial message that they want to share to this global audience. And this has all come about as a consequence of a charitable organisation called Project Giving Back. Now, Project Giving Back was set up to fund 42 gardens for good causes over the course of three years. And all of these gardens, which will be showcased at Chelsea Flower Show, will all be relocated afterwards to the charity to enable them to have a long-lasting positive benefit on the people that the charity supports. Now, over the next couple of weeks, I will be speaking with some of the designers and the charities that are involved in the 2023 RHS Chelsea Flower Show. These will include Aspens, the Teapot Trust and also School Food Matters. I'll be learning more about their Chelsea Garden and also, more importantly, perhaps more about the vital work that their charity delivers and the positive lasting legacy which their Chelsea journey will have. Now, to provide more insight into the workings of Project Giving Back, I caught up with their CEO, Hattie Gow, to find out more. Oh, very good, thank you. Very excited to be uh, <laughs> chatting to you today. Well, it's, it's lovely to, to have you here because last year I sort of followed a number of the gardener designers who are involved in Project Giving Back and followed their journey to Chelsea. But it's lovely to speak to you because if you just want to introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about yourself and your involvement with Project Giving Back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my name's Hattie Gowie and I'm the CEO of Project Giving Back. I've been in the role or been working with Project Giving Back for about a year and a half, a bit longer now. Um, and in essence, Project Giving Back is a grant making organisation. We're a charity in our own right and we fund gardens for good causes um, at the show. So it was great that you you got to speak to designers last year. Um, and yeah, my involvement is a sort of a combination of getting it up and running, um, but now sort of overseeing the impact and the outcome um, of the work we're doing. So it's a, it's a real variety. So you started supporting um, charities in Chelsea 2022, that's correct. Why? Yes. And that's obviously, I'm gathering a sort of a legacy and a consequence of the pandemic and our realisation of how important our green spaces were during this time. Who Who is behind Project Giving Back and how did you come to be involved with it? Because it's quite niche that this charity <laughs> is funding 
specifically gardens <laughs> yeah it is niche you you try and try and explain what you do for a job to your friends in the pub it, it takes a bit of time um so project giving back yeah you're right it came about um it came about as the idea of two anonymous uh funders they're rhs life members um very private people but very uh, very generous people um yes. and they they came up with the idea I think it was around January, must be January 2021. They just sort of sensed and felt that the hardest hit from the pandemic were going to be the charities um, and communities that charities supported. Um, and if you look at a lot of the research that shows charities just sort of fell off people's radar um, during the pandemic, you know, it, it was um, just in terms of ability to hold events, ability to get in front of people, ability to have those engagement points just really fell away. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they'd also missed Chelsea. I think it had just been postponed for another another year or it had been pushed back a little bit. And they saw this opportunity to, you know, reinvigorate um, a, a show and an, and an industry they loved, but while also giving charities access to I suppose one of the main main and well covered events um, in the UK or, or just you know globally it's a really um, great event in terms of, of getting your story and message out there so the idea was if we can take on the burden of the cost of a garden um, what would charities do with that opportunity and, and how would they raise awareness raise funds um, and get their message out there so that's how the idea came about and how I came about, uh, I, I started my career um, in the charity world. I worked for a conservation organization when I first graduated, <clears throat> which was really great. It was, it was a, it was a grant making organization as well called Tusk Trust. And it focused on African conservation projects. Um, it was really fantastic, but I sort of felt, you know, I don't actually have the experience that I need. So I came back to London um, got a job in marketing and comms and branding. And then I did a stint four years working for a startup, which was <laughs> a good experience in everything. Um, and I had, I suppose, I think a few people had them, those moments where you sort of wonder what you're doing with your life and your work. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'd always been interested in the outdoors, in nature, in gardens in particular. And I wanted to get back into the philanthropy um, charity sector, but I didn't want to work for a charity. I just wanted to work with charities. And yeah, I, I, I literally heard about the project through a freelancer that I knew who was sort of working on the branding. And they were like, yeah, they're looking for someone permanent to run it. So I applied, had a round of interviews or a few rounds of interviews um, with the trustees and the founders. And it just seemed like a really interesting idea you know I had a gut feeling it would be interesting and, and impactful but now we're now we're make, trying to make it so yeah so you're this is the second year you've been involved and mm. over the course of three years you're going to be helping about 42 causes yes. um and that is going to involve 42 designers and 42 gardeners and as you said before it's Chelsea's more than just a gardening show it's mm. a sort of I look at it as it's a bit of theatre it's mm. um and it's a showcase not only for the garden designers but you're allowing the charities to take to the stage and mm -hmm. reach an audience that perhaps they wouldn't necessarily get to reach I guess is, is that a fair assessment yeah exactly you know but for 
for a, a charity to justify the cost of a garden there, it it just would never, you know, maybe back historically, there used to be a lot of charities at Chelsea, um, mm-hmm. but now it, it's just not something that's feasible for them to do. But it's a really, it's a really powerful platform. And I think also for charities, I'm always interested in the dynamic that charities have with their supporters. And often it's, it's an unequal um, dynamic. You know, it's the charity asking a supporter to do something. And there's that sort of loaded ask or it has to be an emotive mm-hmm. ask. And what Chelsea does is allow charities to give their supporters a different experience and a different insight and it allows them to ask their supporters in a different way to support them or to thank their supporters for for supporting them so it's um it's a great platform for that and it's an amazing event because i've tried to think about other charities you know the rhs is a charity in its own right it's their biggest event and very rarely do you get a charity opening its doors to other charities and saying you know come along and and share this platform with us so it's a really it's a really interesting event to go to and what has been just to sort of turn the tables ever so slightly not to sound (laughs) negative what has have people questioned why these two very generous people obviously why they haven't just given the money directly to the charities that they need because obviously we're living in unprecedented times and the charity Mm -hmm. sector has undeniably been really hit hard over the last few years and now more than ever that is continuing yeah it's a great question it's a question that I was one of the first that I asked when I interviewed for the job I was like you know what is what's the idea here what's the hypothesis and What's interesting is this, it coincides, I'm doing a master's in philanthropy and grant making at the moment. So it's literally oh, wow. a, continuous, um, a continuous sort of, you know, asking that question, you know, how do you make the most out of, of you know, for example, you know, the gardens can cost anywhere between 70,000 to half a million. And that is a lot of money in a charity's eyes. And, and you could you could give it to one project for sure. Um, but the thing that we felt, and I suppose what we've been able to prove from 2022, is that sometimes if you gift an opportunity, a charity can use it to get a lot more back. So, sure. for example, in 2022, we had, from a media coverage point of view, we had char- one charity got 200 pieces of media coverage over the week of Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, another had um advertising or campaign reach that was the equivalent of you know when they're measuring advertising reach around seven million um one charity hosted an event on the tuesday evening um for their existing supporters and raised over eight hundred thousand pounds yeah and i suppose it it, you know i could give you a hundred pounds or i could throw you a party for a hundred pounds and get 10 other people excited about giving you a hundred pounds. And that, that I think is more powerful. And also, you know, the, 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 the effect it has on an organization and the beneficiaries, you know, people see their organization being celebrated and they feel incredibly proud. So it has lots of intangible um, knock on effects as well. Well, that's really interesting because I'm actually working with one of the gardens in terms of their comm strategy and I can sense that they're really excited just about the process Mm. of building up 
to Chelsea and the, the new media contacts that they're also being put in touch with and giving them the opportunity to, again, talk to an audience that they wouldn't necessarily have got the chance to talk to. So I think from a learning point of view for them to allow to actually develop the charity mm. as well, this is an awesome opportunity for them. Um, so yes. Yeah, it's a, you know, I sort of, the one thing that I compared it to the other day was Chelsea and the RHS, they sort of have as like a, almost like a fair trade sticker effect on charities. It sort of gives you, for charities, it, you know, it means that it puts you on the map. It, it sort of um, makes people sit up and listen. And for smaller charities, you know, it can really make the difference of, you know, someone setting up a meeting with you. And, and you know, a lot of corporates, corporations, you know, they want to do good, but they don't want to be the first one to do it. And if they yeah. see, um, <laughs> that sounds a bit negative, but you know what I mean? They, they don't want to, they can't afford to take risks. Whereas if they see an organisation has backed a, a charity to go to Chelsea, it it, it just gives that, um, uh, I suppose, like validation. It gives that, um, yeah, just an investment in an organisation. It's important. So talk me through some of the gardens and charities that are going to be involved in 2023. Um, uh, talk about the ones that perhaps that you're, are you allowed to to tell me which ones you're excited to or do you have to sort of be quite balanced? <laughs> no, it's, I always sort of do a big gasp when someone asks me this question because it's like trying to remember the names of all of your children in the right yeah. order. So no one gets <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we're funding uh, 15 gardens um, at the show in 2023, uh, which is three more than last year. Um, we're sponsoring seven show gardens, two sanctuary gardens and six all about plants gardens. Um, and it's really interesting. We've got a good uh, what we try and do each year is we look at the, the 13 charitable purposes in the UK and we do our utmost to, to have a bit of a spread across all of them. Like you don't want you know, seven environmental charities because they'll kind of just drown themselves out. Um, so this year we've got some really interesting charities related to mental health. We've got the Samaritans Listening Garden by Darren Hawkes. Um, we've got Centre for Mental Health Balance Garden uh, with Wild City Studio. Um, so those are those are two show gardens that, that will have that sort of connection. It'll be really interesting to see what they do. Um, We've also got the Myeloma UK Garden um, by Chris Beardshaw. And <clears throat> we haven't had a cancer charity um, apply to us so far. So um, I think that was really exciting. And, and it's a really, you know, I, I knew very little about myeloma um, in, until I've sort of gone, gone on this journey with them, which has been exciting. Um, we've also got Horatio's Garden, which has been great. I mean, they've had a presence at Chelsea for a long time, but but not in a show garden format. Um, so that would be really great. And especially from just promoting accessibility of gardens, um, I, I'm really excited to, to see what Harrisburg uh, do there. Um, then we've also got, look at me trying to remember my children, we've got... <laughs> We've got Centerpoint uh, being designed by uh, the garden designed by Cleve West, and he hasn't done Chelsea for I think it's something like seven years, maybe longer. Okay, uh, so that's a big comeback for him, which is exciting. 
And you've also, this is an opportunity for designers who haven't designed at Chelsea yeah. Yeah. To, to come to the fore as well. Which, which new designers have you got this year that this is their sort of Chelsea debut? Because for them, that's yeah. a huge gold stamp of approval, surely, for someone's career. Yeah, it's really, um, it's such a thing because it can really just, I mean, last year, I think it was, um, Polly Wilkinson said she saw oh, yeah. Instagram following grow by sort of a thousand plus a day. It was nuts. Um, so new this year, we've got um, I mentioned Wild City Studio. They've they've not done Chelsea before. They'll be doing for a garden for Centre for Mental Health. And they're a bit different. They are they're a bit left on field <laughs> as well, which I I love. I I think they could really rock the boat actually. So I'm yeah. excited to see their garden. They're really fun, and they do you know what? From, from the interesting angle, you know, yes, their garden's also focused on mental health and that relationship with nature, but they're also looking at the sort of socioeconomic impact um, of having a garden space in an urban environment, um, which which is definitely, you know, definitely growing interest and study in that area. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to when that garden's relocated um, and, and seeing, you know, the impact. Oh, you've broken up, Hattie. Oh, can you hear No, it's okay. That um, what do Wild City bring? That's what you were telling me about. It broke up for some reason. Oh yeah, sorry. I was just saying, um, Wild City Studio, their garden with Centre for Mental Health, be really interesting because they're looking at it not just from a mental health perspective and that dynamic and relationship with nature, but also the socio-economic impact of, of you know what happens when you put a green space into an urban environment um, and how that that has a positive impact. Um, so that's exciting. Um, we've also got Martin Wilson um, with with the RSPCA. Um, so he um, hasn't done Chelsea before. And then five out of our six um, All About Plants gardens um, haven't done Chelsea before um, either. So yeah, lots of new talent coming through, which is exciting. Amazing, which is just which is great for the industry and also for the for the RHS as well because. These new designers tend to be younger and they're sort of going to breathe new life into the industry as well, because gardening is very much taking a different direction because of climate change and accessibility as well. And that's what I feel that gradually the there's there's a new audience coming to the fore, which is vital for these sort of things to continue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's our big next focus is, you know, we've we've been and with the with the teams that we work with about you know as much as possible working with specialist nurseries and really bringing um bringing that um sort of i guess angle into it as well um but definitely want to in the next year or two really ramp that up in terms of the the interest and the credit credit and the you know the, the sort of showcasing of, of nurseries and the talent and hard work that goes into that space um that's what we really want to do in the next year or so and i guess that brings me to my next um question is what happens to these gardens after chelsea what is the what's the lasting legacy that project giving wants to deliver yeah that's a great question um so when um when applicants apply to us we um we sort of lay out that we we will basically only give funding if there's a relocation and repurposing plan in place um, and that's also a requirement of the RHS from this year as well is that the gardens have to have a sustainable onward plan. Um, for us 
for the most part, we aim to have all the gardens um, relocated in their entirety. Um, so they go on to a community or a school or a hospital um, or a space where they can, you know, be a part of the community and impact. Um, and in the cases that they can't be going in their entirety, they're either split down into two parts and, and the elements go across. So, yeah, we, we repurpose them. And, and if, you know, from 2022, some of the ones that have been most excited to sort of see opening, um, we supported the Alderhey Children's Charity Garden um, by Howard and Hugh Miller. And that's gone into um, the Alderhey Hospital in Liverpool. Uh, it's the first first hospital in Europe to have every single hospital window look out onto a green space. Absolutely love. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, that is incredible. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's quite, I married into a family of doctors um, mm. and I, I just know from not even just a patient's point of view, but from a staff point of view, how yeah. vitally important that is. And if I had a magic wand, I would give every hospital and every school access to green space. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's so powerful. And yeah, just, you know, when our teams have been up there to sort of film and photograph the garden in its sort of permanent site, it's amazing. You just see all of the, all of the hospital staff are there using it for lunch breaks, coffee breaks. It's really, um, yeah, really amazing. Um, you know, as well as the families, it's, it's great. So yeah, we, you know, it's a learning process. It's quite something to, to relocate a garden and then to make sure that it's maintained and looked after. And there's been lots of learnings, I think, from the first year that we're taking into the second year. Um, you know, you really understand council planning permission in a whole new, in a whole yes. new oh, God. Day. <laughs> yes, I, I speak from experience with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan of red tape. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Some... Lots of plans and, you know, you've got, for example, um, this year um, we'll have Horatio's Garden going into a spinal unit um, in Sheffield, which would be really fantastic. Um, Samaritans are looking at relocating theirs to, to their sort of um, their centres um, as well. Um, the Fauna and Flora International Garden, that's going to be going uh, down to the Eden Project in Cornwall, um, okay. where they're growing the plants for it as well. So, yeah, lots of... Um, we try as much as possible as well to, to have a spread of relocations. It's not always easy, but we try to, to spread them out across the UK. So we've also got a garden for teapot to a hospital in Glasgow. So that'll be, uh, that'll be really exciting to see that go up there. Yeah, I've met with the team on the site as to where it's going. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah and uh, I've got friends who are doctors there my husband worked at that hospital and um, that will be phenomenal that really will make such an impact on that whole site so I'm excited to see that unfold actually so that will be oh. that will be great and beyond obviously this show you'll be supporting gardens in 2024 um, and yeah. what what will be next for project giving back beyond that because you've set yourself a sort of three-year project but um surely yeah. there, there has to be more more in the can left to go <laughs> I, get, I get asked this by everyone I meet they're like so you, you can't just wind down can you um <laughs> it's, uh yeah I mean this year is an important year for us because 
Um, we will have some headspace uh, from, you know, sort of middle of the year to review and properly look at the outcomes and impact from 2022 um, and look at, you know, what, what the future might hold. Um, I think for us, we set up to prove a hypothesis that gifting um, an opportunity like Chelsea to a charity has a really lasting impact. And we are gathering that data and documenting it this year so that we can essentially give a blueprint to charities and to corporates to say, look, this is, this is a really reasonable and sound and impactful way of, of supporting a charity that also crosses over with, with your you know, needs as a, as a company, perhaps, you know, from an event and, and promotional point of view. So the first step is, is leaving that blueprint um, of, of what we've been doing for others to do. We'd love, we'd love that to be a lasting impact. Um, and then secondly, looking at, you know, if we are to, to fund in the future, um, you know, we, we want to make that decision based on evidence. Um, so, so the next six months is us analysing um, our impact. And I realise I've given you a bit of a politician's answer about whether <laughs> continuing or not. Um, at the moment, I just, I, 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 we don't have the, the data, but we will sort of halfway through the year. To, to make that call. But at the moment, the, you know, often charities forget that they set up to solve a problem or to provide a template. Mm-hmm. And I think we would quite like to set up, provide that template and then let others, um, you know, take it on and for it to be a sort of a self-sustaining model um, that, you know, doesn't require us even. Um, I always wonder that, you know, if charities really truly set up to to solve something, they would be doing themselves out of existence. So um, we'll we'll give that a go first. <laughs> okay, well, I you'll just have to come back on next year and tell me your update. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I think so. Well, listen, Hattie, thank you so much for your time, and I very much look forward to seeing all the gardens come alive this May at the RH. If you want to find out more about what I've covered in today's show, then please do check out today's show notes. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to listen. And also thank you to Hattie for helping to kick off this mini series as we chart the journey to the RHS Chelsea Flower Show for 2023. In the next episode, I'll be talking to the team behind the Teapot Trust, a charity based in Musselburgh in Scotland, which is at the forefront of delivering mental health support for children and young people living with chronic conditions. The garden, which is also being designed by Scottish designers Simple and Beg, will be relocated to Glasgow's Royal Hospital for Children following the show. To be sure that you don't miss an episode, please do subscribe to Grow, Cook, Inspire and also please do share and review. It really does make a huge difference. Until next time, keep growing and cooking.